Welcome to Beyond the Call, brought to you by Start Church. We hope you enjoyed the upcoming podcast and hope this time is empowering, inspiring, and helpful as you pursue the dream God has put in your heart. The participants of this podcast are not attorneys, and this recording is not to be considered legal advice. Please contact your local attorney's office where needed. Enjoy today's podcast. Welcome to Beyond the Call, the podcast in which we talk about topics that help churches and ministries protect what God has called them to lead. I'm your host, Marielle, and on today's episode, we will be talking about what churches need to know about the Paycheck Protection Program. And joining us today is Alan Armit, Chief Financial Officer of Start Church. Alan, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast today. Thanks, Marielle. I'm super excited to be here and, and be a part of this and hopefully help you know, our churches and our ministries, uh, you know, learn, learn everything they can about the Paycheck Protection Program. Awesome. Well, we're excited to have you. And so I just want to dive right in. You know, on March 27th, 2020, the CARES Act was put into effect in response to the overwhelming economic distress caused by COVID-19. So as part of the CARES Act, churches and ministries were able to find financial relief through the Paycheck Protection Program. So many months have gone by since March. Um, So Alan, can you tell us what's new with the Paycheck Protection Program? Yeah, of course. So there's been, you know, the law has been changing constantly with new proposed bills and changes in the Senate and the House. Uh, Almost every week we've seen something else proposed. And so uh, uh, probably the biggest change was that the Paycheck Protection Program Flexibility Act uh, actually changed what's called the covered period in the payroll protection program uh, from eight weeks to 24 weeks. Um, now, what that really means is that before they were calculating how much you could apply for based off of 10 weeks or two and a half months of your payroll costs, but you only had eight weeks to spend that money in order for it to be fully forgiven. Uh, now, obviously there's a clear problem there. So luckily, you know, our our government decided to extend that to give us 24 weeks in order to spend that money. Um, So likely anybody with the payroll paycheck protection program or the PPP has hopefully spoken with their lender about that. They know which, uh, which version uh, of that covered period you're using uh, because anybody who received it before June 5th could actually still elect to use eight weeks if you wanted to, if you had already changed your payroll or done some things like that. Otherwise, uh, most lenders uh, just automatically rolled everybody into the 24-week option. Um, so that's, that was a big change. It really affected how you could spend the PPP funds and still have them forgiven. Uh, another big change is that uh, the Small Business Administration, the SBA, is no longer accepting new applications uh, as of August this year. So They've gotten all of them in uh, from banks, and so they're not taking any more. The payroll protection program is basically done accepting new applicants. So um, if you do currently have an application pending and your lender has submitted that to the SBA, there are still some being processed, but they're not taking new applications at this point. And don't expect to open that program back up uh, based on uh, notices from the SBA so far. Uh, so that, that's another huge change that if you haven't already worked with a lender and gotten into the program, you may not be able to at this point. Wow, that's uh, really important information. 
Yeah, one of the one of the other big changes is that the forgiveness application has actually been released just in the past few months. So there were, from what I counted, thirteen or so different versions of the forgiveness application, and it started off really complex, needing a ton of information from you and specific forms about how you spent that money. Um, but the most recent version is that if you have a, a PPP loan. Uh, that is under $2 million, it's really a one-page application that you need a little bit of data to back up. So what I've heard from lenders is that uh, it's pretty simple. The information they need is, is pretty minimal. And so it should be really simple to walk through the forgiveness process, which is the spirit of the law in the first place. The goal was for most of these funds to be forgivable. So by extending the amount of time you can use those funds and then making the forgiveness process really simple, it should really maximize what churches and ministries can get forgiven and turn those funds from loan funds to grant type funds. So for our listeners, does this mean that they now have to wait 24 weeks to apply for forgiveness? Oh, that's a great question. Um, so I've, I've spoken with a couple lenders about this specifically, and the actual answer is no. Um, you know, again, because it was originally two and a half times your normal monthly payroll is what you could apply for. Uh, you know, that's about 10 weeks. So when they changed it to the covered period to be 24 weeks to spend that money, you know, many people are going to spend all that money in 10 weeks. They're going to keep their payroll about where it was. You know, many churches we've talked to didn't have to immediately cut pastors or cut payroll. They managed to save funds in other places and adjust resources so that their staff could stay employed, especially with the PPP funds to make sure that was happening. Uh, so at this point, what we're hearing from lenders is most lenders are allowing churches, ministries, or businesses to apply before the 21, uh, the 24 weeks are up if they want to, if they've already spent all those funds, you know, if you got $15,000 of a PPP loan and you've already spent $15,000 of, of that money on payroll cost alone, uh, you know, within just a few weeks or within 10 weeks or wherever you are in that process, uh, you could go ahead and, and start the application process for forgiveness. Uh, now that is a really, really important point because if you want to clear the PPP funds from your books, you know, from your accounting uh, processes uh, before the end of this year, that's a process you're actually going to want to start pretty quickly. Um, I've spoken with a, a number of different lenders that have said the SBA put out a notice that says it could take up to 90 days to approve these uh, applications for forgiveness. So if you want that approved you know, within this year, it might be a good idea to get that submitted to your lender and let them start working on it before the end of September even. Okay, wow. So a lot of people who are listening may have different circumstances. And even if they find out they can apply early, some people would rather wait. So how long before someone has to apply for forgiveness? That's a great question too. Um, there's no rush. You know, if, if you're okay with letting the PPP loan linger on your on your accounting books as a liability, as something that uh, you don't mind the, the loan happening in one year and the forgiveness happening in another, uh, there really is no rush to apply for forgiveness. You know, this, this program is still changing. There are still changing laws. Uh, you know, sometimes there is a benefit to being patient and waiting. Um, so it's really a conversation you should probably be having with your lender, but in the, the rules from the SBA so far, what they've said is if you apply for forgiveness within 10 months from the end of your covered period, so the end of that 24 week period, uh, you actually aren't required to make any payments or anything like that until the application for forgiveness is processed by your lender. 
so you have about 10 months from the end of that covered period. So if, if your covered period ends in November, uh, you know, you'll have another 10 months after that in order to apply and still not have to make payments. Uh, now it is worth noting if there is not, you know, if there's any amount of those PPP funds that aren't forgiven, uh, you know, through that forgiveness process, your lender is going to be required to notify you about that amount, you know, what payments are going to be due, any other factors like that. Um, and so you'll need to stay in, in constant communication with your lender through the forgiveness process, whether you decide to do it now or decide to wait, you know, as, as long as you can. Um, you know, both those are good options, but your lender is going to be a key player in that conversation, uh, you know, as, as you continue forward. It's also worth noting that if the forgiveness application is denied for any reason, which uh, we don't expect from SBA, we don't expect that from lenders as long as the you know, money's actually being spent on payroll, um, you know, any amount that is not forgiven or if the application is denied, that balance still has to be paid by the maturity date of your loan. Uh, and the interest continues to accrue from day one. So it's not like the interest is on hold while you wait that 10 month period. That is still accruing that whole time. Uh, so that, that could impact your decision. Now, it's worth noting, uh, you know, the interest rates are really low on these PPP loans, even if they're not forgiven. It's like 1% uh, for nonprofit organizations. And then the maturity date is short term. It's either two years or five years, depending on if you got the loan before June 5th or after June 5th. So um, it's not a huge risk. Uh, you know, in the, in the financial world, 1% loan is really favorable terms, a couple years to pay it back. Even if you do have to pay it back is is should be manageable for most people who've got access to it, I would hope. Yes, I'm sure this is easing a lot of anxiety that some of our listeners may be feeling because this year has just been uh, something else. And so trying to deal with all of the um, different obstacles that they've been facing with their ministries and their churches, they just have a lot of questions. So I'm sure a lot of their yeah. questions are being answered right now. So thank you so much for this information. Um, so let's talk about emergency injury and disaster relief loans. Is there any updated news with those? Yeah, that's a great point. Um, you know, the, while the PPP loans have been discontinued, they're not taking new PPP loans. The SPA is still taking emergency injury and disaster relief loans. Or when you read it in the news, it says EIDL loans. Um, now, there's a really important distinction between those two that you have to know is that the EIDL loans are not forgivable. You do have to pay those back. The loan terms are going to apply to the loan. They will not be forgiven. So I think it's really important to make sure we all know the distinction between those two. Uh, what has changed with the EIDL loans, though, is, is that there is no longer a loan advance uh, program with those loans or a, or a grant that was happening before. So prior to August, you could apply for an emergency injury and disaster relief loan, and you could get up to $10,000 as a grant or an expedited process to the loan within a couple days uh, of applying for that loan. Uh, that has been discontinued, that part of the EIDL process. So it's, it is now just a loan. Uh, they have clarified, the SBA has clarified that nonprofit organizations are eligible to apply for these loans. Again, they're not forgivable, but nonprofit organizations do have a more favorable interest rate, uh, somewhere around 2.75%, and it can be up to a 30-year loan. Uh, so it could be a much more long-term liability to, to carry if you need that and can be used for all sorts of other things besides payroll costs uh, as well. And, and so any organization can access up to $500,000, depending on the size and scope of your organization, the SBA makes a determination on that for up to 30 years to pay it back and a really favorable interest rate. 
Um, so it's, it's a great option for some churches that need that, especially churches that may have property or other you know, really large assets and liabilities already on their books to make sure they can maintain those and they're not having to sell off their property just to keep their youth pastor, right? We don't want any church in that situation. Right, right. So for those who didn't apply for the Paycheck Protection Program, what can they do now if they've missed the cutoff date? Yeah, that's a great point, too. Um, you know, while the PPP loans are, are no longer happening, you know, if you haven't applied, you really don't have access to that program anymore. Uh, again, they can still apply for the EIDL loans, but those are not forgivable loans. And I know many churches, um, you know, may not want to carry that sort of liability on their books. Um, so there is another program for organizations that did not apply for or get the Paycheck Protection Program uh, loans, and that's called the Employee Retention Credits. Uh, it's, it's part of the government aid package as well. Um, it's really intended to help you keep employees instead of laying them off. Um, so, so these are pretty specific to how you run payroll and how they're given to you, but it is sort of a one-for-one -one credit uh, to your payroll taxes to, to help pay back what you pay to your employees that you're, you've still got on your books. Um, so I know that can be very confusing, especially if you don't know a lot about all the specifics of payroll and how to run payroll. So the best thing you can do is speak with your payroll provider, your CPA about, you know, that being an option for you. But again, nonprofit organizations are eligible for that. Churches and ministries are eligible for that. So if you didn't get the PPP loans, um, they may actually give you tax credits for keeping your staff employed. Uh, again, that's an, a similar incentive to the PPP. They don't want a bunch of your staff having to go apply for unemployment insurance or unemployment benefits. Um, so this could help you keep those uh, people on staff, especially if the effects of the coronavirus are still lingering in your organization. You know, many churches still can't meet in parts of our country. Um, so it could be a really good option if you didn't apply for the PPP. So um, it's important to note for the employee retention credits, if you did get PPP funds, you are not eligible for the employee retention credits. It is really one or the other. Both are intended to help cover your payroll costs, but in slightly different ways. Awesome. Well, Alan, is there anything else that you think is important for our listeners to know about the Paycheck Protection Program? Yeah, I mean, we get questions all the time about the payroll protection program and, and how to use it and what the terms are. And um, so, you know, we're, we're here. We're here to help answer questions. Your lender is also a great option for some of those things. But I'd love to go over some of kind of the most common questions that I hear uh, our staff asking me and how we get that information to our clients. So, um, you know, the, the first part of what we've just talked through is probably our most common question. Hey, what's going on with the PPP loans? What's the most updated information? So um, I think we covered most of that in the first part of this. But the other one we get is, you know, the news can be very confusing sometimes. You know, the 24-hour news cycle throws information at us constantly. So we get a common question of, is the loan still forgivable? Uh, you know, can this thing still be forgiven? Has that changed? Uh, and so just to clarify, it is still forgivable. The terms uh, of that forgiveness have been adjusted slightly, um, you know, but those funds do have to be used on the appropriate things that the CARES Act uh, designated those funds for. So uh, the most updated information on that is at least 60% of the funds you get for the PPP loans must be used on what the government has termed as payroll costs. Uh, now that term is a little bit loaded. It's got a long definition in the act, but basically that includes wages, tips, commissions, bonuses, hazards pay, healthcare costs that are paid by the employer. So if you're paying for your staff's uh, healthcare or medical coverage, 
uh, you know, as part of their benefits, then, you know, that can be included in payroll costs and retirement costs, you know, same way if you're paying into an employee's uh, retirement funds, that can also be part of payroll costs. The SBA also put out uh, some clarification regarding housing allowance, which was one of the big questions for churches early on in this process. The housing allowance is included as part of wages. That is considered compensation. That is part of payroll costs. So 60% of your PPP funds have to go towards those payroll costs. The other 40%, up to 40%, can go towards mortgage payments, rent payments, lease payments, utilities, you know, those sorts of things uh, for your, your church um, or for your ministry. So uh, it's important to know that breakdown, know how to spend those funds. The goal of the PPP was always to cover payroll costs. Uh, so another caveat to forgiveness is, is if you do reduce the number of staff, if you get the PPP loans and then have to reduce the number of staff on payroll, uh, you could lose access to some of that forgiveness if you've had to reduce that from the beginning of the covered period to the end of it. Now, when you look at the application, it is just a number of people at the start and a number of people at the end. Uh, so, so your bank may want deeper records than that, but the SBA is really just looking for number of people. So. Um, if you had five people on staff at the start when you when you first got the PPP and you have five or more people at the end, you should be able to access 100% of the forgiveness for that loan. Uh, if you had five people at the start and you had four people at the end, you may lose 20% of your forgiveness uh, because you reduced the number of staff. So that's really important to know as well. The whole goal is to keep those people employed, and that's how you access the forgiveness is spending the money on the right things and keeping your staff employed. Uh, another question we get really commonly is, hey, do I have to pay interest on this? What's it going to cost me? Are there fees associated with the PPP funds? So um, the answer to those are really clear in the act. No lender is allowed to charge fees to actually apply for these loans. You, you're not allowed to you know, charge churches or ministries fees to access these loans. Uh, and also any of the uh, loan that is forgiven, you don't pay any interest or fees or anything on any of that money either. Uh, the only thing that you would have to pay some sort of fees or interest on is if some of the funds uh, are not forgiven. So whether you've reduced employees or spent that money on non-payroll costs, and so some portion of that doesn't get forgiven, you will have to pay, I think we went over it a little bit earlier, but 1% interest is the term and either two or five year maturity dates. Uh, so that could have create a monthly payment for you if you uh, don't get those funds forgiven. Uh, so Mario, I think we had a, a couple more questions that are commonly asked. Does this loan have to be used for payroll or can I use it for other ministry expenses, right? Especially we get this question from churches and ministries with, with a very small number of staff um, that did get access to the PPP is, is hey, do I have to use it on uh, you know, payroll or can I use this on anything else? Um, so it can be used as a short-term loan. It doesn't have to be used on payroll expenses. Uh, you know, but again, according to those terms we went over before, uh, if you don't use it on payroll costs, if you don't use it on mortgage or utility payments, those amounts won't be forgivable. And so you will have to pay those back according to the terms of your loan at a 1% interest rate and over the next two years or five years from when you got the loan. So you can use it on other things. That's definitely not what the program was created for. Uh, and you will lose access to some of the forgiveness if you use it on those other things. But um, but you can, you know, if, if that's how you have to keep your ministry running, you know, you have to make the best decisions for your ministry and your church. So, 
Um, and then the question we've been getting uh, all, you know, almost every day, some, some church or ministry or pastor speaks to us and says, hey, should I apply for this forgiveness now or should I wait? Um, you know, that's a great question. Uh, and it's really specific to every organization's uh, specific situation. So the first thing I'll tell you is what we, we tell all of our clients, you really need to speak with your banker and your CPA about your specific situation, right? That's the best thing you can do is, is speak with someone who knows your ministry, who knows your situation. They'll be able to guide you much better than general advice from us. Um, but I can say, you know, we talked a little bit about it earlier, but there's benefits and negatives to both. You know, if you apply for forgiveness now, uh, especially if you get that done before the end of September, you should be able to get that liability off of your books in the same year it went on to your books. A lot of people prefer that. You know, if you got a 10,000 loan this year, you'd love to make sure that you don't have a 10,000 loan on your books at the end of the year, right? Um, so, so for people that don't want it to linger and just want it cleared off their books and just want to move forward with their church and ministry and not worry about this next year, uh, getting this done quickly could be a real benefit. Um, but if your covered period hasn't ended yet uh, or, and you've not spent, you know, the whole PPP yet for loan forgiveness, you can definitely wait. There's no rush. As long as you apply within 10 months from the end of your covered period, you're not going to make any payments. Uh, you know, if it all gets forgiven, uh, you know, there, there's no, no rush if you're willing to wait and push that into next year. Um, you know, there, there are some pending laws and some pending regulations on, on taxable funds and things like that that businesses may have to consider. But for churches and ministries, it really seems to be more about your books and what you want to do with those for the year. So that's probably the most common question we're getting right now. Uh, all the time. So that's kind of our top five, Mario. Well, thank you so much for sharing, Alan. I'm sure our listeners are so thankful to get these updates and to get these answers to some questions I'm sure many of them have. And so thank you again for offering uh, your advice and for joining us on the podcast today. Yeah, no problem. Anytime. I love talking to you. I love answering these kind of questions. And I really hope this does equip some of our pastors and ministry leaders uh, to, to help run their ministry well. You know, that's our whole mission here. And, uh, you know, to make sure we're equipping pastors and, and ministry leaders to, to do the dream that God's given them, to protect what God has given them to lead uh, is, is who we are. And so I really hope this does help some people, help give answers to questions and help resource some of these pastors and ministry leaders that are asking these kind of questions. And to our listeners, thank you for tuning in to the Beyond the Call podcast. And we look forward to you joining us again next week. Thank you for listening to Beyond the Call, brought to you by Start Church. If you have any questions about what you've heard today, please give us a call at 844-641-5718 or visit our website at startchurch.com. We hope you'll join us for the next episode of Start Church Beyond the Call. Start Church has helped thousands of churches and ministries protect what God has given them to lead. Check out our website at startchurch.com or feel free to call at 844-641-5718. 5718. We would be honored to serve you.